Welcome to the Flying Baton, the magical land of beginning band. Coming to you from the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, your host, Charlie Nesmith. Welcome back to the Flying Baton. In our area of Virginia, we start school in early August, so we've been in school for about five weeks. I thought it'd be fun to check in with a couple directors who are in very contrasting situations. Our first guest is Tim D. Simone, who is a first-year teacher taking over a program during a pandemic. And we also have Matt Shucker, who is a longtime veteran and master teacher. I'm excited to talk with these guys and figure out what challenges they're facing this year and what things they're really excited about going into this school year. Before we get started, you know what time it is. This week's pick is Rise of the Bladesmith by Brian Balmages published by FJH Music Company, Incorporated. There are a few pieces of music that I make sure my beginners are exposed to every year, and this is one of them. It is also a piece that I hear the kids talk about the most when I see them in later years. Rise of the Bladesmith is the perfect transition piece from doing unison etudes in the book to playing polyphonic music. It starts out with everyone on the same rhythm, and each section of the piece adds a different melody or counter-melody into the mix. The middle section thins out the texture for a really sweet, contemplative, restful atmosphere before ramping the forges back up to 11. You can hear the break drum in the background painting the picture of the blacksmith hammering the metal into its form, and the percussionists always get a big kick out of playing on a used car part to make actual music. What my kids enjoy the most about this piece is how beautifully orchestrated it is for beginning band, and it just makes the band sound full and big, even with a limited palette of notes. Let's check it out. buy or listen to this piece, check out the link in the show notes or visit theflyingbaton.com. All right, everybody, we are here with Matt Shucker and Tim D. Simone. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, guys. Absolutely. Tim, so you were on our episode 17 that we did a little while back, and now you are a first-year teacher at Wilson Middle School, taking over for a previous director who left the profession. Can you tell us a little bit about your school and the students that you serve? Absolutely. Wilson Middle School is in Augusta County, Virginia. We serve about 650 middle school students here in the school, roughly 200 in each. Eighth grade is a little top heavy this year. Mostly rural community, but also get some of Stanton. So a nice mix. How many kids do you have in band currently? In band currently, I have about 92. 
Yeah, so at uh, Maury River in Rockbridge County, I'm I'm there right now. It sounds very similar, actually. We have about 600. Eighth grade's a little bit top-heavy, also very rural, but we do get, you know, Lexington and Rockbridge is a lot of Washington Lee professors and their families and stuff like that, so we do get some students that have professor parents. So we have that mixed with, you know, pretty much the most rural person that you can possibly imagine. So <laughs> it's really interesting, a lot of different types of students. And of course, I'm at Shelburne Middle School with my friend John Wilson, and we have about 600 students. But yeah, so our school is about 40% African-American, 60% Caucasian, and not a whole lot of anything else. We have a pretty high level of poverty at our school. Like all the kids get free breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which actually I think that's like kind of a nationwide thing currently. I think but it is. We were getting it before that. As far as band goes, we in a normal year, we have about 240 band students out of 600 in the school. We definitely took a hit during the pandemic Mm -hmm. last year for reasons I'm sure we'll get into. So I think currently we're at 180-ish, maybe a little less than that uh, at this point. So it's lower lower than what I'm used to. But yeah, so that that is my school. Matt, how long have you been at Mari River? This is my 16th year, actually. That was my first job. And, you know, when I had my two daughters, we started looking around a little bit to make sure we wanted to be in an area, you know, where they had good schools and a good community to grow up in. And Looked around a little bit, but we decided to stay. It just seems like a nice area. They've treated me well at the school, support the arts. They, um, you know, they get involved and help out when they uh, when I'm asking them to, and they generally kind of let me do my own thing too, which is a nice thing, I think. So yeah, it's it's good. I've enjoyed working there. It's it's crazy. It's been that long already. All right, so let's talk a little bit about last year because last year was real weird for all of us. So could you each, starting with Tim, could you just describe? From, from what you know, at least since, mm. since you weren't at Wilson last year, how did your school handle last year as far as virtual versus in-person versus did band look different last year versus a normal year? I do know that Augusta County was one of the first counties, if not the first in Virginia, to go back and offer an in-person option. I believe it was in August that allowed students to return. None of them were five days a week. I think Monday was a teacher work day, which seemed kind of standard across the state, but Students were in the school one or two days a week, I believe. There is also an entirely virtual option. This year, no middle schooler can do a virtual option. And there is a rigorous application for the high school. I think it's only a dozen at the high school I feed into. So now I see all my students in person. I see them two or three times a week, uh, really back to the same schedule they would have had pre-COVID. Yep. Yeah, we did a lot of different things. It seemed like it was changing all the time and you didn't know what to expect. But Friday was always a digital day. No students in the building. We started off with only students that have IEP in the building. And I think that was every day, if I remember correctly, four days a week. And then we shut down from Thanksgiving through Christmas because they're afraid about traveling and bringing, you know, virus back to the county. You guys had no school in December? It was just all virtual again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving through um, Christmas was all virtual. And then it started up again in January, I think, with everybody in alternating days. But again, there was that all virtual option. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, and here we had last year all virtual for the first semester. And then they allowed in person if families wanted it starting in January. And we were about 50-50, including band. So about half the kids just elected to stay virtual. Half of them actually saw it in the building. But I was totally up to parent choice. This year, very similar to Wilson, there was an application process to stay virtual when virtually no one is doing it. Yeah, very, very few. I think there might be a couple high schoolers. I don't think there's any middle schoolers who are virtual. So I see my kids every single day for about 46 minutes, Monday through Friday now, which is great because last year we were doing the twice a week thing that everybody else was doing. 
So I actually give them all five days a week, which is really great. So let's get into uh, a, probably a topic that I think a lot of band directors are a little sensitive about, but I don't <laughs> think they need to be, which is how has the pandemic of the last year and even into this year affected the numbers of your program? Matt, can we start with you? Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised uh, that my seventh and eighth grade numbers are about what I'm used to. The, the retention from whatever grade they were in last year, sixth or seventh into this year was actually about on par with what I'm accustomed to in a normal year. So it made me feel like I did a good job last year, I guess, that they still enjoyed it even if they were every other day or some kids still virtual every day. But sixth grade numbers are pretty low from what I'm used to. I usually expect to see 70 or so in the sixth grade, 60 in a low year, and I started the year at 25. And I've since brought that up to a little above 30. Now, did your recruitment process, was that different or was that affected last year versus yeah. how you normally do? Yeah, big time. Why the numbers are what they are. I definitely do. I would end the year with a big like pizza party. And they'd all get to try all the instruments and it was this big thing. And I think not having that probably affected it. Did you um, attempt to do any like virtual promotion or anything like I that? I didn't do anything live, but I produced, I think, at least three different videos, some geared towards parents and some geared towards the kids. I think two for the kids. The final one was the most produced. I was pretty proud of it. Had a bunch of students on there doing interviews, questions, stuff like that, all spliced together, some music, some goofy, silly things like sound effects and weird cuts <laughs> and, you know, anything to get their attention. And I'm sure that helped, but it just wasn't that personal you know, impact when you're standing in front of everyone showing them all the cool instruments you can play. Well, Tim, how about you? Um, since you took over for somebody else, how involved were you able to be in recruitment? And what did the previous director do that you're aware of? Yeah, so I was fortunate to be hired very early, I think, in the in the season. So I was able to attend the instrument tryout day. They had it in person. It also was at the same time as their open house. So it wasn't super well attended, Students that could get away from the other activities came down and saw us, but that wasn't recruitment as much as it was getting an instrument for them to choose. And I only saw about 20 students that day, I think, in the end. The other 25 or 30 I had to do over the summer. Um, I got my key in July and started inviting families in, which was really nice to get a one-on-one, -on -one, meet the parents, meet the family. It took a long time, but I think <laughs> it was worth it in the end to, to build those relationships. So, so are you um, sitting around 50 sixth graders or so? Yes, we have a new system this year, so there's no precedent for it, I guess, in the school, but I have a year-round sixth grade class, and then I have a 12-week exploratory class. In the year-round class, I have about 16 students. In the 12-week group, I have about 45. So is that like every kid in the school gets to try band, or like kids that want to can just try it out for a short period of time? Is that how that works? It's just kids that want to try it out. So I, I only, I'm not seeing every sixth grade on, on the, on the wheel. The rest of the exploratory wheel is six weeks. So they doubled what I have, which is great. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could give them instruments in six weeks, but yeah. in 12 yeah. weeks, I'm hoping to end it uh, with some kind of preview concert or, you know, here's a trombone, here's a sound mm. it makes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. So we'll have some kind of thing at the end of the 12 weeks. But after that, I'll see another group of 12 week students. So I'm starting a group in November and those that do the 12 week can choose to stay as well. If that makes sense. So my year round students right now are about 16 of a handful that come from the 12 week class, make that first group bigger. And then in February, when the next 12 week ends, the kids that want to stay will join that year round class. 
So it's only going to grow, and I'm kind of recruiting every single day in that hmm. class to convince them to stick around. So if so, your 12-weekers, if they take band in seventh grade, are they going to be mixed in with the kids that did it year-round, or are they able to be separated somehow? Uh, this is to be determined. I also, and <laughs> something new, have a beginning seventh grade class, which is hmm. a semester. So my 12-week students, I think if they did the 12 weeks starting in August and they're done in October, there's no feasible way to drop them into the seventh grade year-round group. I just don't see how that necessarily is the best idea. You could drop them into beginning seventh grade, but then the first 12 weeks are going to mirror what the sixth grade experience was. Hmm. So I'm, I'm actively recruiting to get them into the year-round class immediately so they don't have to re redo it or repeat it. But I'm certainly getting kids in the room that before were never going to do it. So yeah. that, that part has been awesome, and now it's just recruitment time. All yeah, time. it sounds like you have, you have plenty of kids that are in your school that you can recruit from within, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Well, for us here, let's see, on a normal year, we'd have anywhere between 80 and 95 sixth graders out of, out of 200 total sixth graders. This year, I think we're sitting around 70, give or take, which honestly, I'm, I'm pretty happy with. Yeah. That's, that's all right, because I know some people are in a lot more dire straits in that regard. I will say that John and I, like, we've worked our ass off at recruiting. Like, we did several videos of, like, our kids introducing the instruments. We called nearly every fifth grade parent wow. to talk to them about. We did that year before, too, but... We called, like, we just got a phone list of, like, everyone. We just called everyone. But, like, hey, what questions do you have about band? We'd love to have you try some band. Come on. <laughs> you know, and not everyone can do that. It's very time-intensive to call 200 people. But, you know, I just, I just wanted we, – we are in the situation here with having two directors. If our numbers get low enough, then you don't have two directors anymore. <laughs> so it's like we are going to do every single thing that we can <laughs> to get those students in the door. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with how the numbers panned out. But yeah, it's so so sixth grade is is fine. Seventh and eighth grade is way low for us. And a lot of that was, you know, during the pandemic, you know, we had a lot of kids who their parents told them they were going to be virtual the whole year. And they were like, I don't want to play my trombone in my my room by myself. I'm out, you know, which I totally get because as a yeah. middle schooler, I don't know if I would have done that either. You know, I yeah. don't know if I would have knowing that I would not be with my friends or play with any other humans for a whole year, but like, sure, I'll keep taking, I don't know if I would have, to be honest. Uh, no reward there. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a lot of kids in that boat last year. So eighth grade's a bit small for us. Seventh grade's a bit small for us, but sixth grade numbers are good. So uh, hopefully if the pandemic kind of like dies down, I think things should smooth out as, as they, you know, get older. I do definitely feel for like high school directors though, mm -hmm. because if we all have a, a low year, mm -hmm. well, you know, three years later, we're fine. But the high school has to deal with that for years <laughs> to come, you know, because because you generally only lose kids. You usually don't gain kids in band, although having a beginning seventh grade class is awesome. Mm -hmm. We've been offering that beginning band seventh too. And I think next year it's a really big opportunity to recover some of these mm -hmm. kids that would have been in sixth grade band. Yeah. So I'm planning on I, I rarely recruit to the actual sixth grade group that's mm -hmm. there currently for the beginning seventh grade band, but I think I'm going to this year. I've, I've found that the seventh graders who are trying it are rock stars because they really want to do it. They, they're they doing it because they feel like they missed out on sixth grade cool. too. So it's a new kind of beginning band student. They're just so excited to go every single day. Yeah, I had a similar experience at my school before here in Amherst County. They had a beginning seventh grade group. And I when I took the job, I was like, oh man, how's this going to go? And those kids progressed so fast. <laughs> like, I think because they felt like, oh, like my friends have been doing it for a year. Mm -hmm. I'm behind. And they like cranked up the extra work to like catch up. By the end of the year, they were pretty much caught up with the other seventh grade. I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so if anyone uh, listening to the podcast is considering a beginning seventh grade group, I have really good experiences with it. Do you tell, yeah. your, do you tell your fifth graders about 
the seventh grade group when you <laughs> go over there? I tried not to because if I if I advertised it, then kids would be like, oh, well, then I'll just take all the other electives I want in sixth grade and I'll just join in seventh grade. And like it's like I really wanted them for three years. Mm-hmm. So I would not explicitly say it unless they specifically asked me about it. Mm. I always stress that sixth grade is where you want to start Mm -hmm. and you're going to be with your friends the whole way through the journey that time. I'll say you can sometimes join in the seventh grade and we'll try to get you back in eighth grade with everybody. But sixth grade is the time to try. And if it's not your thing, we'll find you something else. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's move on a bit to how how this year has been going. So we all had to deal with crazy stuff last year. So let me uh, start with Tim because you have the probably the most challenges out of the three of us here taking over for somebody else and being in a pandemic and being your first year <laughs> teaching. What is a couple of things that you found to be a pretty big challenge this year? It doesn't have to be pandemic related. I think my my biggest challenge, which is with any new to to a school or out of college, is trying to guesstimate where you think they should be. So <laughs> on the first day of eighth grade, I put you know a Baldwin very beginning band piece on the stand. I had them sight read it and I was able to get a, you know, a pre-assessment. Great. They know what a chord note is. Awesome. They can, (laughs) they know where to, where to find the time signature. What has made it harder is that I'm guesstimating, you know, to the best of a first year teacher's ability. They also have been students in a pandemic. So they're all, their level of understanding is so radically different across the, across the line. I had seventh graders last year who were in person a little bit. I also had some that were entirely virtual. And on the first day, I asked a percussionist to wheel the, you know, the vibraphone back into the closet. He looked at me and asked where the closet was. And that just had never, <laughs> I, d- I never thought that I'd have to do that. So my first day quickly, you know, here are the parts of the band room. There's the bathroom. There, you know, is the water fountain having to readdress like that. But I'm still now finding out random holes that, you know, some students, maybe they logged on to Zoom that day. Maybe they didn't. I tried to do a chromatic scale in seventh grade today and realized that they had never seen enharmonic note names before. So they could do it, but they didn't know what they were doing. And that took, you know, 20 minutes out of my lesson plan to, you know, C sharp and D flat are the same thing. (laughs) What? So um, definitely still trying to pin down exactly where their needs are, but getting closer every day and making a little progress too. Yeah, because I guess if you were normally taking over pre, you know, pandemic times, you could just look at like, Hey, what, what did you guys play last mm-hmm. year? And is there a recording I can listen to? And then just kind of go from there. But last year was such a crapshoot. <laughs> there was a little bit. There's a little bit of that. And he told me what they what they had done. And I had some resources. You know, it's the last scale sheet they had worked on, et cetera. But after a summer two, and after the pandemic, the the classes are just the spread is so wide. Mm. And I'm still trying to figure out where I think they should be, minus where the pandemic put them. So that has been hard to get a to get a grip on that. But yeah. Matt, how about you? What's What's been a challenge this year compared to like a normal year? Yeah. Well, of course, I'm dealing with the gap in uh, knowledge, like you're saying, there, there, there's a span. And actually, it was really interesting. I don't know if you noticed this up here, Charlie, but I actually had kids that I thought progressed faster being all virtual last year than they would have if they were in my class, which was really weird and kind of humbling for sure. But with like having a clear every day, this is where the class is at. I would just give them things to work on and they'd just go to town and they just took off and, and they were doing amazing. Like I had a sixth grader last year that I was throwing, you know, eighth grade music just to give them something to work on. And it was really cool. But then you also have the all virtual kids that didn't touch the instrument at all and they return it to you and there's like a half inch of dust on the top of it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's dealing like that with that, you know, like everybody else. And then we're also going through a big schedule change at Murray River. I, I said I've been there 16 years. This is the first year that I don't see every kid every day. 
And so obviously last year I had a little taste of that, but it was just different. And so this year I'm getting used to actually doing like, you know, everything, the full program, but only seeing some kids twice a week. Is that for 90 minutes or for like 45? It's 47, I think, 48. Okay. So yeah, there's, I mean, it'd be boring to get into all the reasons that they did that, I think, but um, just trying to get used to that mm-hmm. along with the spread and the, in the, knowledge and whatnot, the skills, at least when I saw them every day, I knew that they were playing every day, the five days a week Mm -hmm. at least. And, you know, that's the greatest thing about that. And so this year, just trying to find where they're at, trying to be able to give kids at all ability levels stuff where they don't either get bored or overwhelmed. And then just trying to keep that knowledge from one class to the next, you know, it's a long gap from Friday to Tuesday. When you go every other day, that's a pretty big gap when they're trying to think about this stuff, like new concepts, like scales and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd I'd rather see them for 30 minutes a day yeah. than 90 minutes every other day. Mm-hmm. You know, just Definitely. know that their muscles are getting the workout. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I didn't practice in middle school like ever. I, I was doing <laughs> lessons already, so I definitely okay, did. Okay, so you, you were like the good student. Now. Like, I was like playing Super Mario and like setting fires in the woods and stuff. Like I was, I was not thinking I'm going to go practice my clarinet right now. But yeah, so uh, for for us here, I'd say. Absolutely, the biggest challenge we're dealing with is just seventh grade in general. Well, specifically (laughs) seventh grade brass and percussion to an extent. But seventh grade brass has been a huge challenge because, you know, I feel like teaching the woodwinds beginning band virtually, like once their their embouchure gets reasonable control, then it's, it's a lot of it is dexterity and a lot of it's very visual. And we did one in-person lesson with the kids before we switched to doing virtual last year. So we had them come one-on-one to the front of the school building. We did it outside. We could set their embouchure, that sort of thing. And for the woodwinds, most of them like pretty much got more or less what they were supposed to do during that first intense lesson. And then when we had our weekly lessons on Zoom, like we could kind of go from there and it was okay. But brass, man, like there's just so many things that can go wrong with your embouchure. And on like a crappy Chromebook camera, mm-hmm. it's really hard to diagnose that. You know, like normally we would use like we use like the coffee stir method of mm-hmm. like setting their lips or if a kid's getting like like they can't get on, on the right partial, we'll pull out the mouthpiece visualizers and we'll hold that up to see what their lips are doing. And like none of those tools were available last year. And then when the kids were in person, we weren't, weren't allowed to buzz on the mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're having range issues. We couldn't even be like, all right, guys, let's buzz it. We weren't allowed to do that. <laughs> so it's like there were so many tools taken out of the brass toolbox so coming in this year, and of course, like the regular stuff of like some kids were practicing really hard and some kids weren't practicing at all. And then they all get dropped in into seventh grade class. And yeah, it's, it's been a pretty big struggle. That first week did not sound good. It did not <laughs> sound good. I mean, there were some kids who were struggling to play just like an open G on trumpet. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, like, and you know, and, and I tried to, you know, John and I were just reminding ourselves like they're really in a lot of different places, but collectively as a whole, they're like third or fourth month, sixth graders, really, because mm. they only been twice a week last year. What I'm realizing with the size, I usually, if a student's struggling, they have someone sitting next to them who can, who can do it and they can model yeah. it. But with the seventh grade, as small as it is, I have 12, you know, they maybe have one person who's on it every day. And if that person's not on it, same problem in eighth grade, if that person's missing their partials, they're missing notes, the other students who need someone to model after can't. They just, yeah. they just cannot do it. And I have to take out my trumpet and, you know, help us all when I'm doing that. So, that's one yeah. of the biggest things missing last year, I mm-hmm. think, because that, that's the greatest thing about, you know, being in a group playing. You can kind of carry each other a little bit at times, especially in middle school, and they get to model and 
they pick it up. It's mm-hmm. almost like osmosis if you sit them close enough, right? <laughs> or even just like, you know, we've been doing a lot of playing going down the row and like they'll see other people get it and be like, oh man, I need to, I need to up my game, you know? Like I had a, actually a kid stay after school for a lesson today, seventh grade clarinet player, and he did almost nothing last year. So he came in so far behind. He's having a lot of trouble playing over the break, that sort of thing. And he's like, hey, I need to stay for a lesson. And he stayed today. And for 30 minutes, like he, he just, he worked his ass off. And by the end of it, he was playing over the break just fine. I was like, dude, that was like an incredible transformation for 30 minutes of work. Mm-hmm. But like, but I realized he like, he just, he felt so far behind because everybody else in the room could do it except him. And we were going around listening to each person <laughs> that he was like, I need to get this like now. <laughs> and he came in and it was great. So I hope, you know, I hope he goes home and, and works on it some more tonight. But yeah, there's that like. I don't want to say like peer pressure aspect, but like when, when you're in a room with people and you're, it feels more like you are on a team. And that's the biggest thing that I missed last year is not having that team feeling, having all the little black squares on the screen. You know, it's like we missed out on like, this is a team activity. You know, it's not like algebra. Like this is, this is a team thing. Right. So yeah, it's been really nice to have this year. Mm-hmm. To like have that camaraderie come back. All right, well, maybe let's switch around to something a little more positive. So what is something that has been going really great or something you've been really excited about that has happened so far this year? I, th- I think seeing eighth grade in the same room together, and I, I had never met those students, right? But I could tell on the first day, just they were seeing friends that they had not seen in 18 months. And it brought back a level of excitement, I think, mm-hmm. to the program that was hard to replicate in a virtual or kind of in-person setting. And they still, they, they remember what it was like to not have masks on. So they'll ask me, like, can you take them off? I promise I won't tell anyone. I'm like, no, of course not. We got to <laughs> keep the masks on. They, they remember what it was like, but they are so grateful, I think, to be back in the same room. And seventh graders who are virtual are now coming in, and it's like their eyes have been opened to, you know, the social part of band. It was just so hard to create, I think, on a computer. So having, having that and having the school back together, we're doing school events to the best of our ability you know, has, has been a great thing for the band program too. We're going out and eighth grade just played a little bit for the school. We had to record it so the other 90% of the school who wasn't at the assembly could see it. But it's, now the school has seen it and they know what we're doing and the students have some pride to walk around and say, you know, I was a part of that and you can do it too if you if you join band. So I, th- I think that has been a huge positive and that excitement still, I don't think it's worn off in the in the first month. Well, you were with us uh, at the end of last year when we did that the concert outside, mm-hmm. right? So our, our eighth graders were allowed to do one performance at the very end of last year. They asked us to play for the eighth grade awards ceremony, and it was all outside. So we reached out to the kids who were all virtual. We were like, hey, if you could ask your parents, like, if you want to come in and play with people, we'll be outside. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that should be okay. A lot of bell covers and all that stuff. But And like they came together, and the, the playing, I was really happy with the playing. But like the thing that really struck me is some of the kids who've been virtual the entire year to come back in and their friends just be so supportive of them and like ask how they're doing mm-hmm. and like have positive interactions. Like I saw a couple of girls that were like almost in tears mm-hmm. just because they have had like almost no interaction with other humans all year. And they finally got to come together and be around their band friends and do something together. And it was it was just very powerful for me emotionally. It's like, man, the music is like so like way down my list of things I care about right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just really great to see them like connecting with, with friends again, you know, anyway, uh, Matt, what is, what's been going great this year for you? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what you were just saying. I think there's, a, I like to put a lot of emphasis on like the non-musical things like you were saying. I mean, it's just, it's important that they feel comfortable in the band room, you know, you get that family aspect going. And I think you're more willing to put yourself out there when you're playing. You're not quite as hesitant about that. And then probably more willing to, to put some work in at home. 
you know, to bring your part to the class so that the group can be successful. So just getting that in-person energy back, it's kind of, and you know, my classes are are still kind of split up like they were last year with the, the pandemic schedule where since I have every other day, there's more sections to split up the kids. So I still have these really small classes, but there's still just that energy in the school with everyone being there, I think, and everyone being excited. Sixth grade is always a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all excited. We've already started up a really goofy inside joke thing that they're all bonding over. You know, stuff like that is just great and miss that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think for me, just I, I really like being able to craft the classroom culture and that's not really doable on Zoom. And it's been really great to like, especially for sixth grade to like, like, hey, this is what it means to be in band. Here's what it means to be, you know, a member of the group, but also to be in the space and to be respectful and supportive of each other. And I, I just, I just really, I like kind of creating that community with the kids and the sixth graders are so out of their mind, excited. Like <laughs> it's like, I think well, like way more than normal. I think they just haven't been able to do very much in the last yeah. couple of years. And they're like, I get to learn an instrument. I, I have a record number of sixth and seventh graders taking their instruments home every day. Like, mm-hmm. re- like it's unbelievable. That's awesome. And they're just like, they're just loving like doing something like they're just like, man, they're really excited about playing. That has been so fun and rejuvenating for me because I, I just I just really that's like the part of the job I like I like the most. Mm-hmm. I like interacting with the kids and seeing them interact with each other in really great ways. And just the excitement of middle school is why I'm in middle school. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been so great. It's been so great, especially compared to last year. I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, just one year ago, like I was and I told the kids this. I was like, I was shoved in that corner of the band room. <laughs> And I would walk in and not interact with any adults. The only person I would see is John, and that's because we teach together. And I would just stick in my corner on a laptop, you know, and like, and this year we all get to be together as a family. It's just really, it's really great. All right. So, um, how have your administrations been supportive of the arts and specifically banned this year or not supportive, I guess? Well, big shout out, first of all, with the big schedule change that came in, into our school, they conferenced with me about one of the issues that it brought up really early on before pretty much anyone knew that they were considering this schedule. So I, I really appreciated that. That's awesome. They were looking for some solutions to a problem that cropped up. So it was cool that they thought to come talk to me about it. So I don't know that would happen everywhere. So that was really cool. I mean, they're really supportive. They've said we can do our, you know, our honor bands or whatever with mitigation strategies in place. And they're hosting our little area band auditions, which is like a county band thing again at our school. They're open to that. So, I mean, I'm glad to see it, but it's not a given, I guess, necessarily that we're being treated at least equally to sports teams and what they're allowed to do. But yeah, they're still letting me change some schedules. If a sixth grader comes up to me in the hall, they're like, hey, I want to join band. I'm like, all right, let's go talk to your guidance yeah. counselor. <laughs> I'll call mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I've, I've had um, a few of those this year, too. Absolutely. Like, let's go right care. now. Third week of school? <laughs> don't care. Let's yep. go. Like, <laughs> yep. And I'm still, you know, but they're all supportive of that. So, yeah, I think it's good. And Tim, you have some new leadership this year? Yep. Yeah, how's that been going? Our assistant principal rotated into the principal job after that principal and moved to the high school. So that I, I have to be really grateful for the administrative team that we have because they have approached everything with what can we do rather than you can't do this. So we had in our mind, for example, an assembly on September 10th. It was going to be a, a Patriot Day celebration with a guest speaker. And on the first day of school, it was going to be the whole school. And then we weren't able to do that. So we decided to do half and we couldn't do that. And it just slowly dwindled. But even at the end there, when they could only have 15 students in the cafeteria to see it. They asked the band, what can you do 
I said, if I have six feet, I can bring eighth grade and we can play. And they didn't hesitate. They created that space for us. So I think in a time where so much is we can't do this or we would love to to go and do a visit to the elementary school, you can't do that. We'd love to go perform in the gym with all of our family. You can't do that. They have just been offering what can we do? What with the circumstances can you create? I and mean, they've just been so supportive of that. So that has, I think, a huge, a huge change. Even the mindset, the students get excited to do it. They they don't care that it's just 15 students and the speaker and a couple of teachers. They are excited to play and they're thrilled for an opportunity to, to be together. Absolutely. I'd say similar stuff about our administration. I Actually, I, so a big shout out to Stanton City uh, Schools. There were a lot of school divisions in Virginia who, I wouldn't say, say, did not treat the arts very well. And there were a lot of bands who, you know, their school told the band they weren't allowed to play at all. And they're like bands who the kids were like drumming on buckets because that was the only thing they were allowed to do. They weren't allowed to blow into anything. Bell covers or masks or whatever, like doesn't matter. A friend of mine who now is working in our school division, who came from us from another school division, he was essentially not allowed to teach band. They're like, if you want to teach in band, you can do it after school. Wow. And they had him doing all kinds of other stuff during the day that was like not band related. And, you know, I, th- I think a lot of school divisions really show their, their true colors last year, you know, when it really came down to it. And, you know, Stan made it, like every... Every stride to make sure that the music programs here were treated just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't saddle us with other, you know, supervision duties or anything. Like they did everything they could to make sure we could still have music in the classroom and play as much as possible. Uh, and they, you know, I think they also trust John and I as far as like doing our research on the mitigation strategies. And they just kind of let us handle all that. Like, you guys got it. And, and we did. Like we researched it a lot. We presented it to the families, like, here's what we're going to do. But Stan was very, very supportive of, of us. And even when they initially had cut everyone's budget, they didn't quite add it all back last year, but they gave us a pretty substantial amount from different places to, to still purchase instruments and, and that sort of thing. So I've just been so incredibly grateful to, to work here. There are challenges being in a very high poverty school, I'm not going to lie. But when you have a team of people who care so much about the students and care so much about the arts, like, it just really refreshes and renews my love of working here. Yeah, it's just really great. I feel very fortunate that we have the team that we do and they were able to support us for sure. All right, our time is running thin, gentlemen. We all have a meeting we're supposed to be at in 45 minutes. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to wrap this up pretty quick. I've I've one one more question. I'd like to go out on a bit of a positive note. So, what are you most excited about for the rest of the school year? I'm really excited to get jazz band going again. <laughs> used to be an after-school thing. We tried to do it last year. I'd put up songs. We'd do one a week, one a week Zoom meetings or whatever. We used Google Meet. But we started out with like four or five kids, and they were excited. And we so we'd play like 45 minutes of jazz and just hang out a little bit. And eventually, a couple months in, we got down to like one or two kids that were showing up for that. So it just wasn't worth the time that I was putting into it at that point to get things prepared. So I said, let's just pause this. And so this year I realized that these kids have never heard jazz band at a concert. So there's no, I almost recruited into jazz band a little bit. Like right now we're spending a couple days in the regular classroom band playing some jazz music, get some interest going and, and we'll get that going after school again here soon. So I'm excited to do that and get some regular performances again this year. I walked into a really great situation with the high school that I feed into. The director there has been really, really supportive of you know, me coming into the school and has been really, really helpful in getting me oriented. And we have been planning some awesome you know, relationships for the feeders to develop. So his high schoolers might come down sometime and play with the middle schoolers. And for, for me, I get the help of experienced players and all that that brings. And for the students, they kind of get a role model, a mentor 
And the high school director, too, comes down and he, his name's Matt Barraclay, he's at Wilson Memorial, will come down and play with the eighth grade sometimes. And that's just like so cool that he gets to do that. And, you know, what instrument should I bring? <laughs> Today, mm-hmm. I really need a trombone, if you don't mind. So that has been fantastic. And we're still thinking of ideas, you know, joint concerts, if we can do that at the eighth grade band night with the high school. And my students are just loving it. They're just loving the opportunity to do that. And I think it can only, you know, continue to grow in that way. So if we can continue to do that with the circumstances in COVID, I'm just excited for what it's going to look like you know, when this pandemic is is subsided and we can elevate that to an even bigger scale. I think for me, I'm really excited about performances, to be honest with you. I just love sharing with the community what the kids are able to do and all the progress they make and, and all the things they're able to learn. And we did a lot of virtual concerts last year, and I spent entirely too many of my life hours editing them. I don't want to edit another virtual concert ever again, oh, unless man. we have to. Like, if we have to do district band virtual, I will, of course, edit that again. But I don't want to. If possible, I really want that in-person experience for the kids and for the families. But there's one thing I am looking forward to the most. I just registered for the King's Dominion competition. Yeah. So for those outside of Virginia, King's Dominion is our, our, one of our theme parks in the state. And they have a band competition every year. And in 2020, right... Like, I had the best eighth grade band I had ever had in my career. Like, they were so amazing. They were so great. We were playing all these super challenging music. We had this really amazing Tyler Grant piece, Mission Apollo. Like, oh, they were just crushing everything. I was like, man, this is going to be the greatest, (laughs) like, culminating year ever. And then, of course, you know, we were out of school the rest of the year. And they were super bummed. And we were, like, super disappointed. So obviously they're all sophomores now, but I just registered for this year and our eighth graders have been looking forward to it since sixth grade because they know that that's something the eighth grade gets to do. And I was able to tell the kids like, hey, like I I registered for it (laughs) on the date that we're supposed to go. And as far as I know so far, we are allowed to go. Like, you know, we are allowed to attend and I hope it stays that way and the park stays open and our school system gives us the okay. But it's like, it's like a little bit of redemption. Like, you know, this is something the eighth graders always love so much. And it's like, it's like some of them, it's the most freedom they've ever had. Like they get to go somewhere outside of the city and some of them don't get to go outside the city Mm -hmm. ever, you know? So they get Mm -hmm. to do something really fun outside the city with their friends, do some music, do some rides. So I really hope we get to do that. (laughs) Really, really hope we get to do that. It'll be a lot of fun. We, we shall see. But yeah, performances in general, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having that in-person experience. I remember that field trip. Yes. Best, best day of my life. <laughs> yes, it's so great. It's so great. All right, so Tim, you've answered my final three questions before a couple episodes ago, so I'll direct these at Matt. Matt, Uh-oh. everyone who comes on the podcast, I have three questions I ask them Uh-oh. to finish out the interview. All right, question number one, do you have a mentor shout out? A mentor? Gosh, I'm so lucky to work with so many amazing people. I really am. You know, I, I student taught here in Stanton with Doug Lane. I um, really enjoyed that. I love that I get to see him at Rockbridge Symphony. I've got a great group down in, in Rockbridge area. Karen Doyle has helped me a lot ever since I got there at Lexington City Schools. And Miranda Fitzgerald's doing a great job at the high school. And I worked with her at the middle school, actually. She taught a class with me for a couple of years. So it's great throwing ideas off of her. And just this district's great. I just... I think there's a lot of great people to to get um, help from around here. So I'm just fortunate to live and uh, work with so many great peers, for real. (laughs) All right. Do you have a favorite middle school band piece? Ah, favorite middle school band piece. I've really been liking Temple of Kauka lately. You have to have the right group for it, of course. But I've been really liking that one lately. (laughs) Nice, 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 nice. Okay, and the final final question. Name a band director who's crushing it right now. A band director who's crushing it right now. Oh, man. I feel like to really answer this question, you have to know really what's going on. And I feel like it's hard to do that without expanding past your local area. I just, you know, I saw, I've seen firsthand a lot with what Karen Doyle's been doing during the pandemic and this year getting out of the pandemic. 
And I'm just always impressed what she comes up with to keep them occupied. And they're always going in, in really unique ways that I would have never thought to do things. So another shout out for Karen. No, I mad respect <laughs> for Karen. We had her, we had her on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah she's just a pro. Absolute pro. I hope I'm that awesome one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been really enjoyable. Thank Absolutely. You. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on the Flying Baton. Remember, may your tone be dark and your humor light.